From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Logan Earhart, and this is Film Club. A podcast series where our youth film critics and cultural connoisseurs build the theoretical tea on a new movie, and sometimes talk to filmmakers, which is what we're doing in this episode. Ryan Tester is a freelance filmmaker based here in Anchorage. After taking the video and audio production course at King Tech High School, he went on to produce his original movies with friends, work on commercial shoots, and start his own production company, Confined Light Films. He is currently in pre-production on a feature-length film, Stranger, serving as one of the film's cinematographers. In a previous episode, we spoke with Stranger's writer and director, Jin Chang, and producer, Bright Chang. Atme producer and fellow King Tech alumni Maria Koop sat down with Ryan Tester in our studio to talk about making movies. He also touched on the planning process for Stranger, how he became interested in filmmaking, and the gig where he and Maria first met. Can you introduce yourself? Yes. I am Ryan Tester. No, well, okay, you probably want more than that, just that's it. Oh, yeah, that's you can it. tell okay. me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I am a filmmaker. I make movies and stuff. Well, short movies right now, but very shortly, a feature. Can you tell me about that one? Yes, I can. So this is a project that my dear friend Jin Chung is making at the moment or actually we're all developing and I am one of the cinematographers for that one um and it's going under my production company Mm -hmm. so it's very exciting very exciting news that we're able to make something here in Alaska Mm -hmm. which is kind of difficult to do because there's not much of an industry up here especially for like narrative feature films so it's been very difficult trying to get everything together but things are coming together, mm-hmm. and we're we're getting to the next steps. We're uh, we're making it happen. So, and that's gonna be we're shooting that mid February, and hopefully it's gonna be released sometime either next year, maybe not, <laughs> or the year after that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we actually had um, an interview uh-huh. like this there yeah. the other day with Jin. Yep. Um, yep. And I heard I you heard guys met that. at King Tech. That right. is correct. Yes, yeah. it was KCC back then. Oh, KCC. We were the okay. last people for KCC umbrella. Then it changed to King Tech. Okay. But yes, that that was uh, that's where we met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What was your time there like? Oh man, let's just say that it was definitely the best part of high school. Yeah. Like just hands down, without a doubt. Like I every morning I would be like, okay, just it's just half a day. And then it's fun time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like you, I would I would live in uh, Chigiak, so I went to Chigiak High, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I would take the bus, you know, thirty minutes there, and it was just, to me, it was my dream. Right, every day was just, I love the concept of you know a week you're making a new thing. So mm-hmm. you have you know it's so sad that it was only two hours a day. Mm-hmm. I really wish it was a much longer, because I just absolutely loved it. With all my heart, you know, I I couldn't wait until it was that, you know, time for me to go to KCC. And, uh, you know, so every, every, it was probably pretty bad, but like every other class, I would just be like, I wonder what I'm going to do today at KCC. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't stop thinking about it or like, what was I going to make, you know? How was I going to, and a lot of the times I was, you know, very little sleep the the night before because I had a, had a project due for KCC, you know, and I was, sometimes I was a little late, you know, just because I I tend to be a bit of a perfectionist, but um, I, yeah, it was just an amazing time. Such a good experience, I think, for anyone who's even considering at all, or just loves movies in general, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I found that it's kind of interesting that some people don't find it so fascinating to like if if you love movies don't aren't you curious of how like how they're made yeah i've always wondered how people um just like drop out of a class like that like why wouldn't you want to be part of the process right yeah yeah and 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 people go in there thinking it's 
it's just super easy. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, one of those like laid back and don't do anything. Yeah, easy A. And, and again, it's, it's compared to like, you know, physics or whatever <laughs> crazy class that you're doing, sure, it is a little bit easier, but it's absolutely what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And, and if you put your whole heart into it, you're going to learn so much. Like I learned significant amount, you know, and... And a lot of the things that I, I learned, you can learn on, you know, YouTube and stuff. But the thing that KCC or King Tech has allowed students to do is put that into practice. You know, actually getting your hands on a C-stand, f- wondering how it feels when you tighten it, you know, booming up stuff and, and lighting stuff and writing stuff and, and learning how they do it professionally is such a game changer. Yeah, definitely. I know there's a lot, there's kind of this new era of um, content creation and people teaching themselves and doing it by themselves. Do you think film is better as a collaborative art or just can you can you be just as skilled and successful and be on the same level if you do it yourself? It's, it's collaborative mm-hmm. art. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, there's no way. I mean, that's what movies are. It's all team, team building, team making and I mean, you're all doing this. You have to understand something very, you know, of course you can do quite a bit by yourself nowadays. You know, you can you can make a really decent short film. You can, and I actually encourage doing that. You know, you do learn a lot. You, you know, you, for example, I, I wasn't completely by myself, but, you know, I had, you know, during the quarantine, I made, you know, stuff with my, my parents because they're the only ones in the, in the house. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, really good practice. But when it comes to like actually doing this as a bigger and better thing, then you you absolutely need a team, mm-hmm. like without a doubt. Like you absolutely need a team because it's one, you have like these massive producers or studios that are hopefully f- making, funding your movie, right? Yeah. So they, at that point, give you terms. And that term is, okay, we need a product by the this due date. Mm-hmm. If you do it by yourself, you're never gonna get there. Right. You know, it's just not gonna be possible. You need, I mean, you can. There's a reason why you see like six, ten minutes of just names, Mm -hmm. because that's what it takes to make a movie. Mm -hmm. And you know, they have like maybe a year to make it. So, like right now, we're making the feature film, right? Mm -hmm. There's only two DPs right now, and it's we're doing so much pre-production. We're doing every shot and we're, we're really analyzing every single shot that's going to go into the film and we're doing only we're, we're trying to do three scenes a day which doesn't sound like a too much but it takes all day to do those three scenes and I'm like thinking to myself like how in the world do do these movies that get like announced you know March all of a sudden you know, they're filming in June. How do they have that pre-production time to make a movie that's this big? And then you see, oh, they have this X amount of people that are helping make the shot list, helping make these pre-productions, you know, requirements be made. And that's just not possible by yourself. Right. You know, you just, you only have two hands, you know, for sure. Yeah. So it's definitely a team, team building, team product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so important to have different, outlooks and different perspectives and different skills because you can't have everything like you can you can be kind of a jack of all trades but you're not going to be an expert at everything if you're a jack of all trades right i'm and and the thing is there's a saying where it's try to surround yourself with people that are better than you Mm -hmm. because then you're learning one but also like your product or whatever you're making is better for it you know so you, you can't have this ego when it yeah. comes to mm-hmm. filmmaking, because it can ruin your film, essentially. Absolutely. You know, it can definitely hinder, a, it can make, you can have like an okay movie or whatever you're making, or you can have a great one. And that's just by having the right people mm-hmm. involved, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. Have you, you're mostly the director for all your projects, right? Right, yeah. Have you ever worked, um, besides this um this one by Jin. Have mm-hmm. you worked as? Have you worked under a director? Right. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's actually mostly commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, I I do a lot of commercials for MTA. 
Um, and I am usually the cinematographer for that. So there's a director there, and then I'm the cinematographer. Um, a lot of the things that I do that aren't just passion work is actually under, I'm, you know, I'm hardly ever, I never really, very recently, just barely recently, this last month or so, was one of my first directing gigs for MTA. Oh, okay. So that was one of the first things um, for directing. Previous to that, I, you know, I've done PA work, I've done AC work, mm -hmm. and of course that's not directing. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've definitely been underneath the, you know, the line, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of, I, I, I think it's great. You know, you should, you know, I, I know that directing is definitely my, what I want to do in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but having those uh, experiences are absolutely crucial, in my opinion, to be a great director. Because yeah. you're asking these people that maybe they don't even know or that's not under their responsibility. And then you're, you're, you're the one directing them and saying, you do, you do this, you do that. And it's like, okay, but I'm not the person who does that. Or you're, you have an expectation that you're giving them this expectation, but if you've never done that and you know that one you can't even do that, then it's like, why are you giving them that expectation, yeah. you know? So I think it's important for a director to t try to take every role that can, mm -hmm. you know, just to really understand from their people's perspective and see what maybe what they're going through and how, you know, because you're kind of, in a way, directing is not making a movie all the time. It's it's managing people. <laughs> a lot of the time it is, you know, especially on indie stuff where it's just you don't have a ton of people. It's, it's a lot of times mm -hmm. it's just seeing you don't want to push people beyond what they they're comfortable with um and you but you also want to see them thrive so it's yeah. it's very you ha and the only way to do that really is to know every role and kind of best familiarize with the whole process of filmmaking yeah no it really is um have you ever had an experience with a director who doesn't seem to know what they're doing and is kind of a jerk and doesn't doesn't know how to doesn't understand all the cogs of a film set. Right. Um, I've been kind of lucky mm -hmm. in that regard. Good. I haven't really dealt with people who don't know exactly what they're doing. Um, I have experienced, um, you know, people that they, they're figuring it out, you know, mm -hmm. as they go. They're not jerks about it or anything like that, but they're – and that's mostly, like, um, just – part of the game you know like that's that's kind of like because sometimes directing you're you're sitting there and you're like you you need to know the all the answers you need to know all the answers right now and we're human you know like that doesn't happen all the time like yeah. sometimes you have to sit back and be like what do you think mm -hmm. like tell me your thoughts like what do you how how can we make this better and that's that's a good director in my opinion is when you're collaborating with other people yeah. and you're 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 asking for their opinion because they're there and they have opinions and they have knowledge maybe they're probably arguably better they could probably tell a story a little bit better than you yeah. and so you, why not tap into that why not like say like you know this is your film as much as it's mine so let's make it as good as we can so let's brainstorm right now how you know what is what's wrong with this scene you know what's wrong with um, how can you you know sometimes like when you're asking giving notes to like an actor or something like that and they're just not getting it they're not getting it sometimes it's best to you know see if anyone else has a way to get that out and that's kind of because like for example you could be like you're you know you mimic me mimic me but it's like that's not how actors work you yeah. know you shouldn't really do that um but like just having someone say the right thing could get them in the right mindset and it's like, that, I didn't even think about saying it like that. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, collaborating with other people around them is a, is a good trait of a director. And I've been lucky enough to see that in, you know, my work. Um, yeah, a lot of the times, you know, those are the ones that I find the most uh, compelling to be around are the people that really bring people together. And, mm -hmm. and don't, you know, just because the PA has, a, has an idea – you know, don't, sh don't shut them down just because they're a PA, you yeah. know, you should, you should hear them out. And of course there is a limit and you, there is a place, like, especially when it gets bigger projects, 
you can't just be like the PA and be like, yeah, I have an idea. Excuse me, director. <laughs> and like, especially when they're doing, you know, you have to know your place. But mm-hmm. if you really think it's a great idea, then you can like talk to the producer or talk to someone who can echo that, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want to, there's a lot of, you know, people in command here. So you want to ask one person and then they trickle it up, you know? So it, you don't you don't ever want to halt production, essentially. Yeah. Time is money, of course. But yeah, th- those are my favorite types of directors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people kind of forget this in general, but especially on film sets that it's a collaborative art. It yeah. doesn't have to be, you know, the the... The director's the president. He he calls right. all the shots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's super important to have um, all those different yeah. perspectives. Like I said. I mean, at the end of the day, they're all. That's something that I've found. You know, I've I was I'm I'm just a nervous guy in general, and so I I find myself like getting really nervous before going on set or anything yeah. like that, especially if like I'm just the PA or the AC. I mean, it, it's just you don't want to. You don't want to, you know, step on anyone's toes. You don't want to ruin the whole shoot or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that just kind of like things go in your mind and you start thinking a lot. And then when you get on set, it's just great to see that like they're just people. Yep. <laughs> they're just people. And most of the time it's just, I mean, if you boil it down, this is all just play pretend and we're just filming it a lot of the time, unless you're doing like direct or documentaries and stuff. But like yeah. a lot, it's it's essentially just glorified, you know, Grown-ups playing play pretend. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, why why be so, you know, stressed and feared about it? Just have a great time, you know? Your guys yeah. are creating something. It's it's amazing. Anything could happen in that little, you know, screen. So so I, I, I find it very uh, re- calming for my nerves when I just go to a set and I realize, oh, yeah, yeah, they're people. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're not this, like, over, you know, above, you know, anyone. Yeah. So... It's cool. Like it's cool when people are like, "Yeah, I, I don't know. Let's figure it out, guys." It's yeah. like, okay, he doesn't know everything. Yeah. Do you guys have any ideas? Yeah. Right. That, yeah. Exactly. That's really reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we we met officially on the set of that Nordic ski. That's right. Yes, um, we did. Yeah. The live stream. Yeah. What was yeah. that like for you? That was cool. Oh, that that was interesting. I I've never done like, of course I've done like event shooting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, weddings and stuff like that. But I've never done it live. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never done it where you, you you have the camera and there's an audience watching it exactly at that moment. So, like, yeah. if you were to pan down or up and, you know, mess up the shot, they would all yeah. see it, exactly. you know? And and it was cool kind of hearing the the headset and being like, yeah, I know. all right, I you're live. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm good. I'm okay. The pressure's on. Yeah, pressure's you're right, yeah. yeah. And especially if you fall, which I did, (laughs) I did slip. And then it was great though, because it was just like, "Hey, uh, camera op, are you alright?" Every time you fall there, I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay. I'm alright. Just my, just my pride's hurt." (laughs) Everybody saw that, right? Everyone saw, but at the end of the day, no one really cared (laughs) or even like mentioned it. So it's don't overthink things. Just have fun with it. But yeah, live events is very interesting, especially in the snow, mm-hmm. especially yeah. problem solving. That's another thing. That's just mm-hmm. what filmmaking is. It's just so much problem solving. For example, we couldn't get all the wireless yep. receivers and transmitters yep. to communicate with one another. Like maybe what was it an hour before the event started or even less? It was kind of cutting it close. Yeah. The whole thing wasn't going to work. Yeah, and that was stressful. Yeah, yeah. And they were going up and down the the you know hill because we're like we're almost like half a mile like we were yeah. far we were from one top, another yeah. Top, yeah right so like getting up and down a mountain is not just going next door you know mm-hmm. so it's very difficult very stressful and a lot of time like for example me and you were not nearly as experienced as like zach was which yeah. is the the person who's doing it and we're just kind of like trying to help, but like at the same time, we couldn't really do anything. Um, so that's a little bit stressful too, because like mm-hmm. you're like you're, you're part of this thing and you want it to work, but like you don't know how. And so you're trying to do all these little things. And then uh, eventually it did work though. Everything yep. worked out great. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I think we just kind of basically turned it on and off. Yeah, it was something. It was. I remember there was like some type of 
I think she said some. There's like a switch or something, like a simple yeah. thing mm-hmm. that just like just needed to be on. And we thought it was the snow. It was like coming down too, mm-hmm. so we thought it was the snow, but it turned out to be one of those yeah. little things. Simple, <laughs> simple, obvious. Yeah. yeah. But I remember when we were trying to figure that out. You were very, you were good at improvising. Is oh that, yeah. Is oh. that something you? That's part of your personality, or did you develop that? Um, I, well, I guess that just comes with. Um, man, that comes with a lot of things, actually. The thing is, when you're being, especially a freelance filmmaker, which which I am, mm-hmm. you're 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 tasked for a job, you know. So you have this job within one to you know ten, twelve hours sometimes, and the product that's what your job is. So you have to get this product, and there's an X amount of time doing that. So what that means is that you only have this much time. So like once the once the clock is going, you have to be on top of it. You have to, you know, light quickly. You have to move quickly. You have to find the shot quickly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that comes down to thinking outside the box, improvising, a lot of that, you know, so cuz the client is waiting. And they're, yeah. they're, they're not filmmakers. They don't know really how long this takes. Yeah. So they're kind of like, yeah, but why isn't it done already? Like, it's kind of been about 10 minutes. I feel yeah. like you should have everything set up by now. And it's like, that's how it works. It takes a lot of time. But they don't know that. And they're the ones that you're supposed to make happy. Right. So that that's where, like, a lot of the improvising comes in. A lot of the problem solving right away um, comes in. And that's kind of the... Arguably, you could be scared of it, but that's one of the most exciting parts of it because it's like, okay, there's a problem. We can't, you know, these windows are giant and they're blowing out everything. How can we fix this? Do we throw curtains up? Do we completely move the location? Do we use that as a key instead of, you know, background? And so all of these things are running in your head and you have to act quickly. And when you're doing that, you're just kind of, you you kind of forget that it's, stressful it's weird how to describe it but it's it's almost like you get in a trance and you just you're going at it and I guess that's maybe where it comes from maybe um but I mean you have to understand something too this happens not just to freelance but every even the biggest budget movies in the world have to do this all the time Mm -hmm. there there's great YouTube videos about this but like huge huge like hundreds of million dollars they have to constantly problem solve because of one thing that they didn't think about or something or the shot that they didn't get um they need to completely rethink the next shot Mm -hmm. and they have to okay so for example this character is wearing a jacket in the next scene that we already shot because it's not you you don't shoot non-linear of course Mm -hmm. and so then, but then you forgot, like, oh, this person's wearing a jacket, but in this next person, this next scene, he, they're they're inside. Why are they wearing a jacket? So it's like, okay, so we need, okay, we need them to start off with 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 it off, and then during the scene, they need to put it on. It's like every little detail you have to think about, and and you have to, because if you don't, it won't be coherent. You know, people are gonna pa- you know point that out. They're gonna be like, why is that character? wearing a jacket all of a sudden when they were inside then run out and then they have a jacket on then it breaks their illusion yeah so you have to always be problem solving always be figuring out you know what's the best way to make this work so that's a very very important skill to to sharpen yeah yeah and you just you said it's just kind of a muscle that you you flex yeah exactly yeah Yeah. right and that's a cool way to describe a trance like yeah right it's, it's once you have pressure, once yeah. you feel the pressure of something, you don't, um, you don't feel scared. You just, right. you instinctually are like, okay, I gotta, I, I gotta survive. I gotta yep, get this right, done. Yeah, right, right, yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 yeah, it, it becomes like this. It becomes this thing where it's just like, no, it doesn't matter, you know, you know, because it can be like, a lot of times when you have, you know, we're, we're people and we have thoughts and stuff. But, yeah, it's a trance. You know, you, you ignore those things and you're just like, no, I need to get this done right now because we need to just get it done, you know? And that, that's always a great feeling, actually. I love, I love that. We'll be right back with more Maria's conversation with local filmmaker Ryan Tester after this short break. 
Alaska Teen Media Institute is looking for youth to join our team. As a youth producer, you can conduct interviews like the one you're listening to right now, edit audio, record voiceovers, help write scripts, and much more. And all of that is paid work. And get this, while we are based in Anchorage, you don't have to be here to work with us. A lot of what we do is done remotely. So if you're between the ages 13 and 24, living in Alaska, and interested in joining at me, go to alaskateenmedia.org slash join. You can also email us at news at alaskateenmedia.org. Now back to Maria's interview with filmmaker Ryan Tester. When did you know you wanted to do film? Yeah, I, there's a, I have pretty much always been so fascinated with movies in general. Just like sitting there and being like, there's this little tiny box that has just magical things in it. You know, that's not actually happening, but, like, it feels like it's happening. Yeah. It's just such a cool feeling. But that didn't really, you know, it was just I just liked it. I didn't really know if I can, you know, be a filmmaker. I didn't even, like, that didn't even come to my mind at all. But when I was in first grade, I, part of the uh, program was that we were going to make a movie, uh, best, best uh, first grade teacher ever, um, he was like, let's make a movie about this, this children's book. It's mm-hmm. uh, the alphabet goes up the coconut tree. <laughs> and I specifically remember it. And, uh, so we all made puppets for this, like little letters on these sticks mm-hmm. and, you know, still nothing clicked on my mind. I was just like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, I, I think at that, that time I was aware that people had like little tiny camcorders and sure they can maybe make like little homemade stuff, nothing like movies, movies. I, I didn't really click it. It was nothing that I can really remember. But, you know, so we, we shot this. It was all great and all fun. And we did the whole action thing and, you know, the slates clapping and all that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of it, what it was, <laughs> but we were doing it. But the thing that really got me were, were my mind was just like, like something just snapped or clicked. I'm not sure which one yeah. <laughs> uh, was when we received DVDs, every every student got a DVD of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's cool. Like, that's pretty cool. All right. And then when you plugged it in to the DVD player, there was a menu on it. Now, oh, that blew my mind because the only menu that I've ever seen was Hollywood movies. Mm-hmm. And it had like, you know, play movies, scene selection behind the scenes. It had all these things on it. I was like, okay, wait, wait, stop stop my my first grade teacher did this like I know that guy mm-hmm. he's like my teacher <laughs> like it's not just like this guy in Hollywood that yeah. did this like my teacher did this and I was like holy cow I think maybe I could do this too mm-hmm. and just I think ever since then I was just like oh my gosh I can make movies and because I was always very like, I used my imagination a lot as a kid you know I'd be after watching a movie, I'd remember, like, watching uh, Incredibles. I'd act like Dash and just, like, jump, like, and, and roll on the ground, pretending I was, like, on the freeway and, like, cars were, like, flying by me and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, I can make that, like, reality, the closest yeah. thing to reality. And so that's kind of where my I sparked being a filmmaker is, like, first grade. And, that, and, like, ever since then, I kind of pretty much knew exactly what I wanted to do mm-hmm. with my life, which actually helped, you know – you know, going and knowing that I wanted to do KCC, as soon as I heard that it was a thing in Alaska, that there was a filmmaking program, I knew that that's what I was going to go for and I was going to try really hard to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think that's a lot of people. You, you see someone around you do it and you're like, oh, I can do that. Right, what? exactly. Why did I ever think that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're it's, like six years old. Oh, I never thought of that before. Right, yeah. yeah. It, it, you, sometimes you kind of put yourself below people yeah until your your peers do it and you're like wait we're on the same level though that means that I can do that yeah you know (laughs) yeah so it's it's really you know that that's one of my favorite moments in my life (laughs) just finding exactly what I wanted to do and I've been obsessed with it ever since (laughs) yeah I think that's there's a lot of filmmakers it's very um it's becoming a really big industry now because 
there's so many YouTubers, right? Yeah, right. And um, they describe how they do it. And yeah. it's people your age. It's like, right. it's it's 15-year-olds um, right. just setting up a camera. And you're like, oh, I can do that. And right. you're like, wait, I want to I wanna actually make a movie. I want to tell yeah. a story. And then right. it's cool. It's a, it's a cool um, phenomenon now. Right. It actually, YouTube is just, I love, I'm obsessed with YouTube. Yeah. I think. I know. I think anyone who is thinking about filmmaking in general should definitely look into YouTube mm-hmm. because that's where majority of what I learned comes from, you know, because you, you it, anywhere from like the technical, you know, how to shoot something, how to light something, all the audio, all of everything technically but then you have other sides of YouTube where it's the creative side, where it's like the writing and then and, and analyzing other films and figuring out how the masters do it. That's and it's all free. Mm-hmm. It's all just knowledge free for you, and it's yeah. entertaining because that's how they get views. Exactly. So like you're just engaged the whole time, and yeah. So that's that's something that I would highly encourage for anyone who's starting off is definitely YouTube. And you know. There's so many great YouTube channels out there, you know, Film Riot, and I could just go on with just every single YouTube channel, but mm-hmm. yeah, probably limited on time, but <laughs> yeah. YouTube University. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, that and like, once you've kind of gone down this rabbit hole, it's kind of addicting. Yeah. I mean, I kind of find it really addicting personally uh, because it's just, and there's just so many talented people out there. And, and you know, it really humbles you as a it person, does. you know, because it's like, and they're, and, they're, and they're cool enough. They're kind of, I don't know, selfish and selfless enough to share their knowledge, yeah. which is really, really cool. Especially, like, nowadays, they don't have, like, I'm so sad with DVDs and Blu-rays. They just don't really have special features anymore. I know. It's yeah. just movie and then, like, you know, scene selection. I was like, what? what? Like, I want to know how this was made. I want to know the behind the scenes. I want to know, like, and they just don't do that anymore, which is so sad. But YouTube, they have a lot of that stuff. They have, you know, the B-roll of whatever behind the scenes of your favorite movie. And you can see how exactly people are, you know, operating the camera or 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 um, how exactly they're they're they they set up their green screen how exactly they um light someone you know so you can see all this stuff right there on youtube and really analyze it for yourself and apply that to your own films and i think that's 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 crucial that's i think it's very very important for people to do that it is yeah yeah physical media is becoming a a lost art right kind of. yeah and, yeah even dvds in general are right. hard to find yeah and they know that everyone's streaming so they don't put I that know. kind of effort into right yeah scene selection but yeah it's 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 sad i think and i'm, I'm glad that christopher nolan is like a, a big you know advocator for yeah physical media because it, it's a big difference and and like there's the whole debate of like you know film versus digital and 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 of course that's a it's a very heated debate, right? Yeah. But like, you have to understand something that film and physical media and stuff—they're—they're they're real, right? Like you can, and that's just something that humans can tell subconsciously. Yeah. You know, that's why you can tell when something's CGI. That's when you can tell when something's green screen. You just know what reality is. You've—you've you've lived reality your whole life. You know, you understand it, and when you're filming something you're you're literally capturing reality mm-hmm. and it's it's not an interpretation of reality it is reality so that's what film is mm-hmm. it's just a direct copy of what it's a stamp it's you're a stamp, stamp right yeah, yeah it's a, you're literally capturing a moment in time and digital and that's why like your 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 most expensive cameras shoot such high data rates because there's so much data in real life you know you have there's so many colors in the the spectrum of you know, the human eye you know and, and the way that cameras capture it and so that's why codec and stuff is all really important but that's what that's what people want to see because that's how they can connect to the the media mm-hmm. one 
but it's also a way for them to escape reality is yeah. to kind of see and be the most what's the best illusion that you can get from these movies because that's it's it's escapism essentially mm-hmm. a lot of movies are just escapism yeah. it's a yeah. and the best way to achieve that is to get the closest thing to that people know mm-hmm. which is reality right so that's why film has a, a more in my opinion i think film is a better media but like, for example, the stranger that we're filming, um, the feature film that we're filming, um, we really wanted to shoot on film, right? We really did. We we wanted to shoot, and it just has such a look to it. it has It has a very organic look. It has, you know, that's what we're going for. You know, something that is just it feels like it just feels real. You know, it doesn't feel digital. It doesn't feel you know like a, a, a reality TV show. I don't know how to. You know, it's funny that reality TV show looks fake. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, exactly. <laughs> but um, that's what we want. We wanted film, but the thing is, though, it's expensive. It is film is yeah. very very expensive. And it's a hassle to process. It's, oh yeah, and digitize. there's a reason why digital is dominating. Yep, the, the movie industry it makes sense, yeah. because it's 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 so much more easier to handle. Mm-hmm. Just in general, you know, it's ex- it's less expensive. It's less risk, you know, because yeah. like. There's a reason why they say, like, check the gate. You know, that's a saying. It's because you can completely ruin that take with just one tiny little piece of hair. Mm-hmm. Could completely ruin the best take of the entire movie. And then you have to use a take that's not a good performance and that ar- arguably takes the people out of the film. It does, because it breaks the fourth wall. Right. If you see a piece of hair. Right, yeah. A piece like, of, oh, and it, yeah, it is on a camera. Yeah, it's a camera. And then and then also, like, it literally scratches the, the film. So, like, it's just, like, you get this, like, long streak. Yeah. And it's like, and th- that will never happen really with digital. You know, of course you can have dead pixels and stuff like that, but it's not, like, blaringly mm-hmm. will will ruin the film, you know? You can clean it up so fast. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. So... That's that's when that's why you know digital is so so much bigger. But but when it comes to digital, in my philosophy, the, the what we're gonna do on Stranger is we're going to treat it as film. So and that there's a couple reasons why we're doing this. Uh, one, we um, we want to essentially try to get everyone in the spirit that this is expensive. You know, every shot counts and be on your A-game. You know, we can't just roll and roll and roll. Uh, for example, I recently bought uh, an Alexa M, Ooh, which is... Okay. I don't know. Uh, I know Aries. Right, yes. It's an Aries, but this is a very, very niche Aries. Oh, and we, okay. can, we can get a little bit into that. But essentially, long story short, uh, it's it's very, very specific media that you can use on this camera. Mm-hmm. You can only use... Um, approved media from the from area themselves, mm-hmm. and so the media that we and that, and I and I've there's like few very few options. For example, there's like a there's one direct media that um it's called the Codex, you know, uh card, but there's also adapters so you can use it for like C fast cards, right? So you can have this like Codex and then a C fast, and then you can shoot on C fast. Mm-hmm. except for they don't sell that or make that or do any that this doesn't exist anymore so it's like okay so there's another media called sbs the reason i'm saying this is because they are they only make very um small gigabyte worth so like for example the sbs you can only shoot like 128 to 64 gigabytes and if you're shooting 3.2k prores 4444 that's about 10 minutes for 64 gigabytes yeah. So that's essentially a film reel. For example, if we're shooting 16 millimeter, a magazine is about 11 minutes worth of footage. Mm-hmm. And so that's exa- exactly the same thing. And media is very expensive. It's, it's, it's actually very expensive. We're doing calculations and like the whole film is going to be like 32 gig, they're 32 terabytes, you know, you know, huge, huge film, huge files. And so every gigabyte becomes very expensive because it's not just, you know, media is just, or, you know, storage is not free. You have to pay for that. So how reason why we're, we're, we're treating it as film is because it's, that's how we get people to, uh, put their a game on. 
because it's not it's not cheap. You know, we don't want to be changing out cards every take. We know we can't afford that. You yeah. know, that's just it's not time efficient. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, let's let's do a couple rehearsals. Let's get you know let's get this to the to the point where we want it to be, mm-hmm. and then let's roll on it. Let's and then let's cut if there's something wrong. You know, let's treat this as precious media. Yeah. And and when you do that, like every shot becomes incredibly focused you become you know you can't move it twitch your arm or it ruins a shot mm-hmm. you know so you, you that's when you hold your breath and you you get the smooth shot you know and so that's how we're going to be treating stranger and that's what i think uh physical and digital and how to to handle digital personally yeah, yeah. no with film i'm i totally agree with everything mm-hmm. you're saying and it's it's more of a ritual when you when you use something physical like that. Right. Like with anything. It, absolutely, but, yeah. You know, there's... It becomes more meaningful. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. There's all yeah. these steps you have to do. You have to put in the car, like, blah, blah, blah. Right, all this yeah. Stuff. You have to be more focused. You have to treat it as, like, holy almost. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. And, and that's... You feel more immersed, and your care is shown through the finished product. Mm-hmm. So. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's kind of one, one thing I like about film specifically, too, is because, like, you have to, like, be in a dark... Either a dark bag... Where you're just feeling the film because yeah. it's light sensitive. So like, right. if you just want to see how to put it in, you ruin the film, mm-hmm. and that that that's it. Like you're they're done. So like, it's just that is so like it becomes this. I don't know, super important, mm-hmm. you know, almost religious thing. You know, yeah. like it's just so like, totally. don't, you know, don't touch this or don't you know mess with this because it's like especially after we, sh- you know, you shoot it. That's always the scariest part, too. Mm-hmm. Like, when you know you got it, you're like, all right, that was an amazing take. Beautiful. That would really kind of suck if something were to, like, format or something were to happen, yeah. you know? So, like, that's when it's, like, really you have to be very careful to, like, make sure that nothing, you know, bad happens yeah, during becomes, that. It's almost like a baby. It's like its own energy. Yes, exactly. Holding their neck and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Holding their head. You probably yeah. wouldn't hold their yeah, neck. probably not. Right, yeah. (laughs) I don't have a child, so. (laughs) Yeah, please don't. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I think um, it's weird how people think you're, you're like, you're hippie or you're, like, indie or you're trying to be different if you, like, film and you need to get with the times. But there's, there's, like, you kind of have to be a filmmaker to understand why. Right, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it, it really is just... See, there's there's two types of. For example, watched a horrible movie yesterday, on purpose. My my good film friend actually went to KCC with me. Okay. Um, Slade Hallett. He he yeah, he graduated with me. Yeah. And he is visiting, you know, for the holidays, and we were able to hang out yesterday, and we watched. Um, don't recommend it. The Honey. Um, the Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh yeah, yeah. Horrible movie. <laughs> like just not good. Mm-hmm. I it's just really not good. And there's two types of filmmakers in the world, I feel like. One who makes movies like that, mm-hmm. which there's no passion with that. Like it there's there's sure, it, you know, they're making something, that's cool. Like that's the, they didn't have to make something, but they did. Mm-hmm. But they they did it for the money. Yeah. Like like it's it's all always comes down to like greed. You yeah. know, and that's, that's, it's, it's difficult for like people, especially indie films that, that do that because there's a lot of them. Like, especially if you like look at horror movies that they're just not good and you can tell like they're, they're just ripping off another movie. Mm-hmm. For example, there's like Alien Invasion and it has the exact same look as Alien. Mm-hmm. Exact same look. So people that don't know the difference and they're just like, oh, this is that Alien movie. I'm going to go watch it. Mm-hmm. You essentially just scam them in a way. And I feel like that's not how what filmmaking is should be, you know? I feel like you should really put the passion behind it and, and every shot is just like a ritual. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's something that shouldn't that should be more praised upon and like thought about, you know, extensively and and not not for the money. Yeah. Like you should not be a film. If you want to be a filmmaker for the money, then don't. Yeah. Because you're not gonna get it. Absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. that's just majority of the people that are filmmakers, they don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They make very little money. It's so it's soul crushing. It's it's just not 
the only reason that you should do filmmaking is if you actually absolutely love it. Yep. You know, that's I, I feel agree. like that's how you should make movies. And you're going to be more rich than the richest person in the world. Mm-hmm. If you if you make something that you're really proud about, you're going to be way more happier than most people in the world, you know? Okay. So, I that's what I think. It's something that requires passion. Right. Um, yeah. And this goes for any art. Um I think a lot about artists like music, mm-hmm. um people who are essentially like industry plants and you can tell and there's no passion it's just yeah, noise right yeah it's kind of like entertainment it's yep, not art it's right, entertainment it's, right it's cheap it goes away fast so it's it's quick cash but right um you're not going to be successful you're not going to be happy it's, right it it seems pointless it's a waste right. of yeah everything right exactly and and it's even worse when it becomes the point where it's not even entertaining <laughs> yeah because like it's there's really there's it's a noise. level right right it's it's just it's just something to fill the emptiness yeah. with. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's just, I don't know, that's not how I see filmmaking. You know, I, I, I see it much, much more important, much more, much, it should be fun and, and passionate, like, like I was saying earlier. And, and when you, when you think of the money, that just, that just, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. You're going to always want more and you're always going to make worse movies trying to get more. And are you going to be proud about that? Like what, what are you going to be more proud about? You know, something that you made that you, like you put your heart into, like you put your identity essentially inside the, the entire movie mm-hmm. and it, you, it came out great. Like you are so happy with it or you made, you know, a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars and it's like, okay, yeah, you have $100,000 now, but in a year, that's not going to be there anymore, probably. You're, you have mortgage and stuff. You yeah. know, you have a bunch of stuff that you have to pay. That's not going to be there, but that that thing that you made will still be there. Mm-hmm. And are you proud about that? No. You know, let's try, try to make another $100,000. It's yeah. like your your happiness is only going to be so little, you know, but if you if you make this thing, it's just going to be so much, so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And, you know, it's funny because some people like, Maybe in my mind, I don't know if any people really see this, but like, filmmaking is filmmaking. Even if you're a YouTuber, that's a, that's a filmmaker. It is, yeah. You, you know, you know, you're making a, you're essentially making a move, a mini movie in a, mm-hmm. you know, it it could be, it's it's essentially a documentary. It, yeah. You know, especially if you're like trying to try to teach people tutorials or whatever, that's a documentary in a in a way. You know what I mean? It, no, and yeah, I totally agree. Right, and so, you know, being. You know, the the people always say like, "Oh, you're you you're a TV, fil- you know, you're a TV guy," or "Oh, you're a movie guy," but they're all filmmakers, yeah. right? At least they should treat it that way. Because I, I think I think the reason why I personally think sometimes like, "Oh, they make TV shows instead of movies," is because of just how business or just how I don't know corporation type. TV shows yeah. are the feel and yeah. like the incentive everything feels right like, just like the demand is weird yeah right yeah and maybe like the passions just maybe not mm-hmm. there all the time mm-hmm. and maybe and, and that shows that shows like you can you can see that in the product you can see when people one thing one good thing to keep in mind as as filmmakers is on set make sure that everyone's having a great time yeah you know, the morale, so important. is because it really shows on the on the film. Mm-hmm. If you see s- stress, like mm-hmm. you're, you, humans are so good at finding, you know, looking at finding people that are stressed out yeah, right. or not having a good time. Yep. You know, it's just it that because it's survival, right? It's ingrained in our minds to think this way. So, like seeing a movie or something like that, you still see that they're stressed out yeah. or their performance is like a little like their voice is slightly shaky. They're nervous to be on there. And the immersion is just gone, and you're like, I don't, I feel uncomfortable yeah. watching this. Yeah, you yeah. know, because a good movie, you forget you're watching a movie. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. But even the best actor, there's always there's like a psychological phenomenon. There's a name for this, but it's like the leakage hypothesis. You're always mm. gonna be able to sense something or see something. Like you yeah. can't 100 percent fake or lie. Yeah. So right. the best actor is always gonna have a glim in their eye. Right. And you're yeah. Like, oh, this is. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, but but you can minimize that significantly if everyone's having a good time on set. Yep. You know, if if you're like quiet on set, everyone, let's do this right now. Why are we behind? Let's hurry go. Up, hurry up, hurry yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. Like rushed and stressed. What's what's you know what's taking so long? You know, and and that's 
that's something that you can see on on the film and that suffers the the story suffers mm-hmm. from it because yeah. i mean that's something that's really important as a filmmaker as 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 storytelling you want to make it as believable as possible mm-hmm. and a lot of that time is making people feel that they belong there and that they're they're needed there and that you know they're part of the team too mm-hmm. and you know having the actors believe that and be very you know um, their confidence grows, mm-hmm. you know, because they believe in you and you believe in them. And then, then you get amazing performances and you get these, and you, and then, and then the crew themselves too, if they they feel heard, they feel a part of a team, uh, then th- the best movies are made. For example, is the, the Daniels, they made the everything everywhere all at once mm. watching the behind the scenes of that. And the, people just kept saying over and over that, it, oh, actually, this was a Swiss Army Man that I saw this. Oh, yeah. 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 There, there Because that was a t- tiny budget, very small budget. Really? I mean, $2 million doesn't sound like a small budget. No, it, but in terms of filmmaking, it's yeah. It's tiny, like really small, especially like named actors. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, like, right. I'm surprised it's that low. Right, yeah, exactly. And the Daniels, they they everyone was like, this is kind of amazing. And... The, especially the crew themselves are like, yeah, I feel heard. I feel, you know, I feel like part of a team. They really, you know, brought us together. And then you can see that in the film. It just looks like everyone's having a great time. It and does. that's what makes the movie so good, you know. looks like they're having a great time, you know. And, and that's that's what makes great movies great movies. Is yep. have a good time, people. Yep. <laughs> Don't take things so seriously. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's a, a great way to end this. Um, yeah. Just any filmmakers out there. Have a good time. Right. Treat everyone well. Right. Exactly. And, have, and treat it. Treat it with passion. And you know, don't think about the money, and and just really do it for yourself. Make something that you're happy and proud about. Yep. And that's the most important thing. Well, thank you for coming on today. Of course. It was yeah. Nice talking to you. Yeah. You too. Yeah. That's good. That was at me producer Maria Coop speaking with freelance filmmaker Ryan Tester. You've been listening to Film Club, a production by Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music was composed by Kendrick Whiteman. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denina people whose land we work on. Many thanks to supporters of our podcast, including the Alaska State Council on the Arts. The views expressed in the program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to the listeners who contribute to our program and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateammedia. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter, at Alaska Team Media. Follow us for all sorts of updates. For Alaska Team Media Institute, I'm Logan Earhart. Thanks for listening. <laughs>